today on the show, giving good gifts, picking a party playlist, heading home to church for the holidays, our picks of the week, and so much more. The Catholic Underground starts right now. Alrighty, it is time for the CU Weekly. We're not coming up. We are right in your face, right in your ear, and we are happy to be here. We are uh, the podcast that tries to cut through the noise of the digital continent and bring you the topics that matter. It's episode number 332. I am Father Chris Decker. Joining me this week, we've got Kathleen Lee. She's a religion teacher, campus minister at Archbishop Chappelle High School in Metairie, Louisiana. She's our locally sourced faith ninja. And did you just steal the last of the beer bread pudding? Plenty. Yeah. No, I just took a little crumb. Nobody That's right. told it's me. 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 I wasn't supposed to say anything. There's nothing. It's an illusion. <laughs> it's right. But what is not an illusion is Olivia Galino. She is a student of life, resident Italian food critic, and uh, she was the one who made the beer bread pudding. Mm. But in case it was terrible, nobody else was supposed to know. Yeah, no, it was me. a total experiment. So I want, in case it was disgusting, I had to keep it. Right. Horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> exactly. And the incredible experiment that is Jeff Blackwell, the technical director of the CU, the commandant of the Jeff Star One Near Earth yeah. Orbit Satellite. He is uh, presently experimenting in space. Hey, Jeff. Yes. It's good to be your father. I, I think that Jeff is an experiment that worked. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? Somebody's got to uh, dry this rascal. So. That, that's exactly right. You know, I was thinking last night, the strangest thing, I was thinking, I wonder if you, does one like a uh, take out a mortgage to buy a satellite like do, do satellites have mortgages i don't know i was i don't oh. know why i was thinking about that or do you just have to you save you save you save up for a long time and you buy your own satellite yeah mm. we have very different thoughts as we fall asleep i hey i don't who knows where thoughts come from they just appear uh, also uh, ed is in the the video cave um katie is on assignment this evening and we have Albert, Albert the Great, Albertus Magnus, not uh, Saint Albert, but mm-hmm. another Albert who is working on sainthood, uh, who is uh, is helping us out. So, uh, so yeah, Welcome. thank you very much. All righty, well, that was probably the longest introduction known to man. But you know, you've been with us this long, so we figured we could play around a little bit. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, all right. You know, it's Advent here in yep. the season in which we find ourselves, Tis. and and so we thought we we'd do a couple of different segments. To, to get you in the Adventy, almost preparing for Christmassy mood. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so the, the first segment today is on giving good gifts. Because, you know, we, we don't get into the materialism of the season, but giving gifts is an expression of the gift that's given to us, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of Christ who is given to us. And so it's always a struggle to figure out gifts for the frugal person in your life. And you know these persons, right? Yeah. Uh, what do you get for the person who is, who is very careful with their money and who doesn't really seem to want anything? Mm-hmm. You know, th- there are those. Prayers. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Olivia, would, you, you, would you fall into that category perhaps? Maybe? Uh, if, yes. if, if I were to say, yes. what do I get you for Christmas? What would you say? I would probably tell you that I don't need anything. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah. We yeah. have very different thoughts. And, on <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people, it's interesting, a lot of people who are in Catholic apostolates tend mm-hmm. to, to be that way, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, ah, you don't need to get me anything. So so it can be a challenge. There, there are people who have niche interests, mm-hmm. you know, like, like uh, mine are very, very niche, mm-hmm. right? So, so technology-oriented, and there's even a niche within that. Uh, or literature-oriented, and there's a niche within that, that kind of thing. So you don't want to buy a generic gift without thought of feeling or feeling, mm-hmm. you know. And that's where I, I, I gift-giving is not my, my language of love, my love language. Mm. 
And so if I give a gift, it is always incredibly intentional. So you don't want to be generic. And, uh, and but, uh, but I would venture to say that those yeah. people who are gift givers, like yeah. that's the struggle that, that we have. Right. I can't give a generic gift either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I can't no. give a gift card. I hate it mm-hmm. because it, it means that I didn't put thought into what I, I mean. I mean, maybe it did, but like it, it's not personal. It's not intentional in my mind. Yeah. Um, so, so I would say that gift givers do also struggle with that as mm-hmm. well. Sure. And, and, and I think it's a good struggle. Uh, and then how do you buy a person with, with a kind of a frugal mindset? So, so uh, there are several different approaches here, and they work uh, as well for, for gifts uh, that, that are kind of on the frugal side. So mm-hmm. you can get a gift card, but perhaps one that's very focused on their hobby, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so getting, getting Jeff a, um, a, a Radio Shack gift card, if that still exists, I don't know that it does, you know, would, would kind of be the way to go, right? So, yeah. Something that, that kind of goes along with, with not just your hobby, but also things that you like to do. Yeah, yeah. Amazon works good, too. Again, Amazon's good. That's, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of generic of gift cards, hobby. right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, gift cards are usually poor because they come across as un, unthoughtful, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, here's it, you know. Um, but but uh, if you get one that's very targeted towards a hobby or something the person enjoys that connects you to them, then it can turn into a really nice gift. Yeah. Like if a, if a person gives me a Barnes & Noble gift card for Christmas, they know that, that I'm a bookworm, that I like right. to read. And so mm-hmm. that, that's a very kind of a fitting, uh, a fitting thing. And I, it's, oh, sorry. Sorry. I was okay. going to say it's good too because like you might not know what that person's hobby involves necessarily. So like you want to get, you know that like I, I remember a couple of years ago, I wanted to get my mom something to do with quilting. I don't quilt, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I can barely sew. So <laughs> I went to a quilt store and I looked around and I was just panicked. So I just decided I'm just going to get her a gift card that she can go to this cute little uh, local quilt store yeah. and she can decide what she yeah. needs mm-hmm. because there's no way that I could pick it out. So that's one of those things too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So Kathleen? so a gift card that does connect you, right? Um, yeah. So, so a person who is frugal is going to look at like a, a gift card to Amazon and think of utility. So they're... They're going to use a general purpose card on general purpose expenses. Right. Uh, and so they'll use an Amazon gift card to stock up on toothpaste. And right. so, you know. So you need to get them something that forces them to get something that they want. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. Or that they wouldn't yeah. buy for themselves. That's right. true. Yeah. Of course, one of the other things you might consider, too, is uh, a gift card to one of Kathleen's Pick of the Weeks. Oh. So mm-hmm. like, uh, like some of your ideas, if they offer right. a gift card option, you're kind of sending them where you want them to go. Right. And and said, well, I want I don't know exactly what to get to get you from mm-hmm. this this website, but I want you to go here. Yeah, so that's a nice option mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and an, an, an explanation behind that. You know, like I want you, I wanted to give you something that was meaningful, um, right. but I wanted it to mean something to you. You know, mm-hmm. so so I give I'm giving you this gift card to Catholic Relief Services, their catalog. Um, you know, because I want my gift to have a double meaning. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. And that's that's part of it too, is it's okay if gifts come with, uh, how shall we say, caveats. Not not like a, a stipulation, but here's the connection between me and you. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a, that's a good thing. Um, a well-researched, reliable quality upgrade to an item that they use regularly is also mm-hmm. another idea, you know. Um, uh, I, can I, I gave myself a gift, <laughs> actually. Uh, I don't know if that, can I say that? Does that seem really yeah, selfish? Yeah. But, but I upgraded my Kindle. I use my regular old Kindle that doesn't have any bells and whistles on it. Uh-huh. And I, I like to read before bed. I like to read whenever I travel. Um, and, and sometimes you're in a low light situation. So I bought the new Kindle Oasis um, and it has a backlight on it. 
And so, uh, well, it's waking up right now. But oh. no matter where you are, it'll it'll light up. You mm. see, so it has a backlight. That oh, is so, and so not only does it have whistles, it's yeah. got bells. You are right, Jeff Blackwell. <laughs> and so, and so, this is an example of something like if you know somebody loves reading, mm-hmm. well, then you might either take uh, take the the bookmark that they have and upgrade it to mm-hmm. one of those little bookmarks that goes right to the same spot, or if you're if you're you know, giving gifts to a family member or something, you might upgrade their digital device or something because mm. those those can really kind of yeah. go a long way yeah. too. And it doesn't have to be something really expensive, but is what they've got, is what your person's got, <laughs> what your person's got, is it worn out? <laughs> what you got? <laughs> like my brain. I need a brain upgrade. <laughs> if only I could just stick a USB cable in the back of my head mm-hmm. and get a firmware upgrade, I'd oh, like that, boy. you know? Yeah. Yep. Oh, well, yeah. I think that would be like a rise of the machines situation it for would. the rest of us. It, it would. If you your brain yeah. got an upgrade. That's right. Oh, man. So if you can identify trouble. such an item that is not my brain, spend some time researching a well-made, reliable upgrade. Articles of clothing, I find, are very good for this, too. Mm. So like if you, if you have a person that has like a favorite sweater or something, then research what uh, maybe like a, a local-made upgrade would be, and, and then... Again, kind of explain, catechize what you're giving, right? Mm-hmm. I'm giving you this new sweater, not just to replace the one that, that I know that you love that's threadbare, but maybe as an upgrade. Right. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Do you all feel the same way about receiving clothes as you did when you were a kid? Depends. Um, no, I, I didn't. Like most of my clothes when I got were a little had sparkles on it. So yeah. <laughs> I was fine with it as long as sure. it had sparkly things that sequins, was the, that was know. the criteria yeah um now i don't get as many clothes mm-hmm. mainly because clothes 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 are such a a personal taste kind yeah. of thing yeah um it's difficult to you know unless you have a dad or an uncle who wears the same blue button down size shirt you know for the same maker he just buys them in bulk mm-hmm. um then you know that's something but you know i my great uncle we used to get him button down shirts because that's all he wore was long sleeve button down shirts and when he passed away they went into his his um his apartment and they found all the boxes of shirts that he ever wore oh thank you for that Uh, you know and he was so at the time so gracious you know Mm -hmm. thank you so much this is awesome you know we always paired it with a box of chocolates so you know, the chocolates uh, were not found. No, 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 no. Those were consumed well before. But you know, but but clothes are such a personal taste thing and, and a fit thing. And mm-hmm. what happens if you give somebody it's the wrong size and they right. have to be like, "This is too small." And you're yeah. like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Um, you know. Yeah, so. there there are some great stories of uh, the, the the bishop would would give priests a gift. And whenever I was a seminarian, um, the, the bishop would, would give, uh, often, every now and then you, we, the, the priests would get clothes, mm-hmm. and then they started giving the gifts to the seminarians. And of course, some of the seminarians are like, well, you know, the tastes of some of the guys in the age bracket, you know, are not quite my taste. Mm-hmm. But, right. but we were really, really styling because all those things are back in style now. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah. But it was, it's really kind of beautiful, though, that, that a bishop would try to give his priests uh, a, a new shirt. Mm. To say, guys, whenever whenever you need to dress down, you know, whenever you're you're not in ministry uh, officially, right, like standing out uh, in the church or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm giving you permission. It was kind of like permission to to dress right. down and to be comfortable. Mm. So that was again, there was a rationale behind the gift, you know, and that's kind yeah. of a cool thing too. Uh, a consumable gift of food that yes. one enjoys. That's yes. always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Cured meats, 
Who doesn't like a cured meat? I no one certainly here. enjoy cheese, it. Mm. Cheese, yeah. yeah. I'm a bit of a, of a cheese snob, as you've seen true. on on you know previous episodes. So unless you research that episode, don't get him cheese. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> pumpkin spice almonds, perhaps. No, no. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing, too. This is this is a good way to 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 people watch a little bit. Um, what do you see your friends eating and drinking and enjoying? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so. Take those things you've actually witnessed the person enjoying and run with it. So maybe you uh, upgrade what what they enjoy. If they like craft beer, then head down to a craft beer store and ask for recommendations. You know, mm-hmm. um, same with is true with wine. If you've seen sure. them enjoying a certain vintage of wine or right. a certain type of grape, then maybe get them uh, another kind of grape. You know, and mm-hmm. and, and, and then uh, maybe cured meat. Stop by a butcher shop. And pick up some specially cured mm-hmm. jerky or salami. There, there's some good places in Baton Rouge now yeah. that, are, mm-hmm. that are offering. That. Well, and and in South Louisiana, we're super spoiled with with good meat. kinds of meat. Yeah, it's right. True. You like that? You have the meats. Um, <laughs> we like my favorite thing to give is is boudin, right? Oh, to yeah. people who don't live here, and I'm like, no, trust me, it's awesome. And they're like, no, yeah. no, no, and then they eat it. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Whenever, especially if you have friends that are out of town, mm-hmm. to bring some of right. of the bounty of Louisiana, you know, wild game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder if I could make near deer jerky. I've never done that before, but I might have to try. Mm. How about squirrel jerky? I have some squirrels yeah, in my. Know. That. In your yard or in no, your no, freezer? no, no, my freezer, my freezer. freezer. <laughs> Sorry, I, did I, did in I your just? Yard? Now you know where we're coming from. We're coming. We're from Louisiana. I don't have any mm. squirrels in my yard anymore. Mm. <laughs> so, All right, yeah. okay. I didn't know yeah. if you were planning yeah. that far ahead. No, one of the beautiful things about being a priest in uh, in Louisiana is that you have very, very generous mm-hmm. parishioners who uh, who will bring who love to hunt things, who love to hunt bring you their bounty. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't. I, I have some fresh squirrels that I haven't done anything with. So maybe you could. Maybe you could offer jam for a gift for your priests. You know, mm. I don't know what you would, what kind of jam would go with squirrel, but squirrel jerky and jam. Oh, I don't know. We're just gonna yeah. keep on moving. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, don't please don't bring me that. Um, an experience gift. This mm-hmm. is a really cool idea. Uh, an experience gift. So, so uh, to lead the person to, to do something rather than own something. Mm-hmm. So, so tickets to a concert would be an experience mm-hmm. gift, as would a certificate to take a cooking class. Mm-hmm. Maybe a Taekwondo class or something That'd like that. Cool. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu. Or some Krav Maga. Oh, mm. I've always wanted to try that. I think Father Ryan is uh, wants to try that too. Krav Maga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see a right. CU uh, outing in the future. Yeah. yeah. Field trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. A membership card or a season pass that grants free entry to a place like to the uh, New Orleans Zoo or this something This is like a that. great thing for young kids. If you don't want to give them things, yeah. that's always the hard thing. Like, what kind of toy do I get? We give my nephew... My nephews and my niece, well, she's new, so we will give her mm-hmm. things like a membership to the aquarium yeah. or a membership to the zoo or any kind of little thing that they can go anytime. Mm-hmm. Usually for for young kids, it's inexpensive, um, but it's something that you're like, guess what? Now when I come and visit, we can go right. to the zoo. They could care, with the rest of the stuff that they get, they could care less, mm-hmm. but your gift giving is in my opinion, in my experience, satisfied. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's a gift that keeps giving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you think they might already, ha- already have something, then uh, find out the information in a conversation. 
You can ask them, for example, how they prepare vegetables if you want to get a good look at their knives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I always say. If you want to get a good look at their knives, ask about their vegetables, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, if uh, You can call them up and ask them about art museums in the city and figure out if they have a pass to the best one quickly. So you mm -hmm. can use your Kathleen-y sleuthing skills yeah. to find it. Come about like uh, August, I start really listening to people's comments, like what mm -hmm. they drop. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. like when we'll go somewhere like, in Barnes and Noble, I was with a friend today, and she's just picking up things, and I was like, hmm. "Yeah, right, yeah." You start like becoming a Sherlock Holmes yeah. around Christmas. You're just creeping on people. Like yep. I, I find it effective. <laughs> no, seriously, that's what you got to do because you you want. I like to maintain the element of surprise when you're giving right. someone a gift. But if I ask them a question, especially if it's like a question I wouldn't normally ask, I feel like they're gonna know. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes I'll even send spies. Oh yeah. Like oh yeah. Like I recently asked my mm, I recently asked my brother who <laughs> hopefully is not listening. I asked him a recommendation for his wife. Yeah. Uh, and he gave me some good tips and I was just like, but you don't tell her that I'm That's asking right. yeah. you yeah. because right. I yeah, want right. it to seem like I'm just clairvoyant. I knew what she yeah. wanted. Exactly. Because yeah. yeah. no one yeah. they'll be like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, she wants to know right? if you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Which is probably what happened. Let's be real. Yeah. So if you want the whole the whole rundown there, we'll put the link to the show no in the show notes. Uh, for the life hacker article uh, that uh, that this follows, um, but it's good to give good gifts, and this is a way to give meaningful ones as well. Because a meaningful gift is worth more than a generic gift any day. And one of the things you were generically not doing is listening to the Catholic Underground. <laughs> Yeah, that was nice. You are listening to The Catholic Underground. We are online at catholicunderground.tv. I am Father Chris Decker, joined by Jeff Blackwell in space. Yes. Olivia Galino <laughs> and Kathleen Lee. Our picks of the week are, in fact, coming up. But So you, you've got the gift-giving thing down. Mm -hmm. But chances are you're going to go to a party or maybe you're going to host a party. Yes. And... The the party playlist is one of those uh, one of those unspoken things that whenever a party playlist is good, you almost don't notice that it's there. No, but when I, a party playlist is bad. Oh yeah, yeah. you know it for sure. Yeah, You're like exactly. what? Oh, it is. You make sure everybody else knows it. Too. I love going to a good party where you listen to music and then all of a sudden you've been sitting there for a while. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's right. What? That's awesome. This jam. I mean, it's like one after another. You're just like, this is this is legit. Mm -hmm. And then you end up asking people like, who are these people? And it's a really good playlist if you like it and you have never heard of the people mm -hmm. who are on it. That's right. And then you shazam it. Yes. Oh, I shazam, shazam. things all the time. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you know what that is? Uh, uh, Planet Earth uh, Shazam mm -hmm. is shazam. that app where you can press the button mm -hmm. and and it will actually listen to for the song and then tell you what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, if, if you don't have that, I must be so 2015 because I use Soundhound. Yeah. Soundhound. I've never heard of yeah. this. Yeah, I've used that, that one. Oh, really? Okay. That's another. That's another app. It was one of the earlier apps that came out to do that, oh, ID okay. Music. And, and it'll automatically take you to, and I'm sure Shazam will do that too, like to iTunes. Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Wanted. Okay. Well, and I think Google does that now too, like with the oh, microphone yeah. attached to Google. Yeah. It's yep. always listening. Oh, you can just say, like, what is this? And it'll listen to. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's I think I think uh, the, the iPhone actually has to, has to look up. Um, Shazam. It uh, launches the app. So, anyway. Well, yeah. Androids. Well, if you're hosting some kind of party this holiday season, maybe um, like Olivia, you're going to host uh, a kegger. Yes. Um, oh, or really? Maybe, what? I mean, <laughs> no, she's not. Uh, maybe it's like an upscale cop. I, my, my invitation seems to have been lost in the mail. Well, so well. has mine. 
<laughs> Surprise! It's a, it's a right. pop-up party at Olivia's. <laughs> uh, or maybe you're having a maybe a little bit more classier cocktail party, mm-hmm. or maybe just a, just some friends over getting together to exchange gifts. You're gonna need some music. Yeah, this is important. It is a must. Um, I was in a restaurant the other night, and we were sitting there, and and all of a sudden we just go. There's there's no music in this place. It was oh, noticeable. Wow. There was yeah. no background music and we were just, it was kind of weird. But we have some playlist building tips that will make sure that your shindig mm-hmm. is fun and memorable. Yeah, for more than just your shins. Yes, indeed. So, <laughs> or no, the shins. Or the. That's the case mm, maybe. Which is a band. It is. Yes. Scoring for the home team. <laughs> All right. So first off, don't plan on using shuffle and mm. make sure your playlist will last. Uh, I, yeah. If you're like me, I have I trust my Pandora and I let it go until it plays something I don't like and then I press the thumbs down. Mm-hmm. But you might want to plan. You yeah. might want to get something together. Let's say your party is um, two hours. Well, yeah. get about an hour and a half at least of music on a on a playlist. Um, so before you just start tossing your favorite songs on a Spotify playlist yeah. or something like that, there are a few things you should consider. Uh, build your playlist from the ground up with songs that you think will play well one after the other. There's got to be a good flow. Mm-hmm. You can't go from Feliz Navidad to Oh Holy Night. It just doesn't work. <laughs> nope. There's got to be some build up and then some bring it back down. Right? That means skipping the shuffle uh, feature and planning the entire flow of your playlist yep. like you would a mixtape. I mean, you remember what the mixtape is? I do. I remember mm-hmm. the mixtape. Yeah. I remember sitting and listening to the radio, and then, like, here comes the song. It was Titanic, really. Mm-hmm. It was oh. the majority of the time I wanted the Titanic song. <laughs> so, and pressing the, pl- the the record and play at the same time. Yes. And I would get so mad because the DJs would talk into the like song. To talk mm-hmm. over the whole intro. Oh I know. It aggravate me, too. I, I'm with you. Oh, and anyway. I was one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, Celine Dion is no yeah. time to be talking. <laughs> yeah. No, right. no, right. So like we said, and to have about three hours of music or about like, it's okay if some of your stuff repeats. So if you're having, you know, a two hour party, an hour and a half, whatever, whatever you can get the majority of time, um, aiming for that sweet spot makes your playlist long enough that it won't end too soon, mm-hmm. but also keeps it short enough that you'll likely hear most of the songs on it. And maybe mm. some of it will repeat for those people who didn't show up at the very beginning of your of your party. I kind of like that idea. I've never really thought about having it so that it does repeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because in my head, I think, oh, they're, they're going to know that I completely cinched on it, you know. Yeah. But to repeat after about an hour and a half, it's a two-hour party. Right. And then... And then if you have people that are staying over, you know, right. and mm-hmm. to, into the, the three hour period because because you're you're saving the best vintage until last, right. uh, then you can start being maybe a little more uh, sherry, you know, like, yeah. oh, oh, I'll would you what have you heard this one or mm-hmm. have you heard that one? And maybe it could be a little it could be a little bit more chill, mm-hmm. you know, because that's where the party that's gone. usually that's yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it could be a little bit more personal. We're going to talk about that in a little mm-hmm. bit like songs that maybe aren't on the radio. Mm-hmm. But our next tip is tailor your playlist to your guests and your setting. Mm-hmm. So because you're crafting your playlist from scratch, you have control over the vibe, the tempo, the theme, um, and, and all the ebbs and flows that come with it. So uh, Carrie Noble, a singer-songwriter turned radio DJ, shout out Jeff, yeah. uh, says you should think about the group you're playing for, the time of day. Is it a night party? Is it a lunch party? Are we, you know, technoing? Is it a fashionable brunch? Right. Are mm-hmm. we technoing at brunch? Maybe not appropriate. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. The volume, how many people you're going to have? Like, do you need to have it at you know a higher volume than if you just had three or four people over for dinner yeah um and even the intended outcome of your party 
Like, where do you want your party to go? Think about all those things. What's the goal of your playlist? Mm -hmm. um, are you try, trying to create like this chill, relaxing atmosphere, maybe where, again, like a dinner party um, where people can talk, which is a huge deal. I've been to parties where the playlist is bumping and I'm like, what? <laughs> Who are you? Merry Christmas. Are we talking about Jesus? I don't even know what's going on. All you can do right. is point at things. You yeah. only say what's essential. Yeah. Yeah. Add some jazz, some down tempo electronica, um, an yeah. acoustic classics. These are things that can that are just really kind of background mm -hmm. noise that we're looking for. Um, are you trying to throw a non-boring office Christmas party? Well, then we might need some Feliz Navidad up in there. See. We might need some Mannheim steamroller to get oh, yes. things going. Right? Oh yeah. my uh -huh. gosh, yeah. so yeah. good. <laughs> right? Uh, when you consider your guests, though, boss, a Boston-based DJ, Ryan Brown, recommends you think of the group's overall makeup. Mm -hmm. So, like, who is there? Is it family? Yeah. Is it people that you work with that you might want to, you know, come off as being a little bit more refined mm -hmm. and and mature? I would always go the Rat Pack yeah. type of a situation oh for that. Leave yeah. Ludacris at home. Yeah, leave, <laughs> That's right, leave, leave, yeah. leave no, the rapper. No room for Ludacris with your family. Leave the Christmas rappers. <laughs> Yeah. At home, unless mm -hmm. you're doing gifts. So, okay. That's right. Um, the goal is to play music that everyone will enjoy. You yeah. know, not just music that one type of person who's coming to your party will. Um, if you have guests of all ages, mix some um, oldies in with the current stuff. Right? We're talking about the Rat Pack. Go back to um, um, Bing Crosby and mm -hmm. uh, Frank Sinatra. So, classic. Yeah. Good stuff. Um and he also suggests that remixes of older songs can be a great way to bridge that gap oh, yeah. between your younger guests and your older guests. And especially during the holidays, a lot of remixes exist now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so you can do that. You have a little bit more play there. Yeah. yeah. SoundCloud is a good place to find a lot of those remixes. Oh, mm -hmm. yes, yes. Hmm. Uh, Olivia is quite the SoundCloud hound. Yeah. Wow. All right. Never been called a hound before. Well, now you have today. Well, you ain't nothing but a. Today is the wait day. Wait a minute. That's not right. That's no. a different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, some other tips they, they say is uh, don't be afraid to play some of your favorite stuff. Some of us have really like eclectic taste. Um, yeah, and maybe, I have to, nobody can put me in charge of a playlist. Yeah, no, you don't, you don't get to be. But, you know, like I, I love some stuff that I've, I, you know, I've, I've tried to build playlists before on stuff that I love. And people are like, I don't even know what this is. Yeah. What this. I'm yeah. like, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, but but it is a good introduction. So maybe one or two songs that you um, personally like and you know aren't crowd favorites, sprinkle those in there. It's mm -hmm. okay to play some of your stuff. It's, in fact, sometimes people will ask, oh, who is that? I really mm -hmm. enjoy that. And then you can have a discussion about, That's right. yeah. you know, mm -hmm. about who this is. Um, it says one of the other tips is sandwich lesser known songs between crowd pleasers. Mm -hmm. um, kind of the same thing, but but maybe a new rendition of a song or, um, you know, maybe a song that has always been one way and maybe somebody's remade it. Mm -hmm. um, and I like what he says. If it plays well and people dig it, the third yeah. song in the standards will solidify it. If it doesn't play well and you kill the mood. The third song brings the party right back to where it was, so you yep. can't lose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you gotta read the crowd mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah, read the crowd. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. Je Jeff actually does DJing, so you got, some of this probably oh, is yeah, jiving. I'll, yeah. I'll, absolutely, keep going. You're doing great. Yeah, one of the one of the other ones is listen to your playlist and make harsh edits. Mm -hmm. Don't just put it on there. Like play it the day before as you're preparing for your party and go, oh yeah, I don't like that song at all. Yeah. And this didn't flow at all. I don't feel happy at all. <laughs> this is a downer. <laughs> yeah, like um, Conway Twitty followed by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, maybe yeah, not yeah. so much. Maybe yeah. not so much. But listen to it as, as you're preparing, as you're cooking, as you're cleaning, and you, and you get an idea for it. And the last one is uh, keep a stash of hits at the ready. Mm. 
So if if your playlist is failing, get some of those good ones in that you know people are going to love and yeah. sing along to. That's true. We hope you're going to sing along with us. We are the Catholic Underground. We're going to take a, bre- a break, but we'll be right back. A prayer for vocations. O oh God, who wills not the death of a sinner, but rather that he be converted and live, grant we beseech you through the intercession of the Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, St. Joseph, her spouse, and all the saints, an increase of laborers for your church, fellow laborers with Christ, to spend and consume themselves for souls. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Welcome back. You found the Catholic Underground with me. I'm Father Chris Decker, and uh, I am joined by Olivia Galino, by Kathleen Lee, by Jeff Blackwell. Our picks of the week are coming up, but first, um, we thought we would talk a little bit about something that's not party-related, hmm. but something that's related to your soul, nonetheless. You okay, know, yeah. party in your soul. Party, parties party are good for the soul, soul, a good yeah. party, uh, like but, uh, but yeah, but the party has to give way to the soul. And one of the things that happens is oftentimes you you end up uh, going home for the holidays and maybe you're one of those, maybe you're like that person or a half, you know, that, that listens to Catholic Underground and goes, man, I really need to get back to church because I know you're out there. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. No, I'm talking about you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's okay. And so you're thinking, maybe I need to get back. Maybe I need to go back home. And when I go back home, maybe I shouldn't feel guilty when everybody says, okay, it's time to go to midnight mass. Mm-hmm. And I want to hang back, but maybe that guilt is giving way to a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so we thought we'd talk a little bit about why and how to return to Sunday Mass and confession, especially in this holiday season. Yeah, and we have some help from the National Catholic Register. Mm-hmm. They've given us an early Christmas present, if you will. Yep. Um, these printouts that we'll put in the show notes um, that they've given us about, like Father Chris said, why and how to go to Mass and confession. Yep. Um, and they're easy. Uh, little sheets that you can have at the ready if you know someone who's maybe like teetering on that edge and mm-hmm. just needs a little bit of a little push for yep. Christmas. Yep. Uh, it's something that's easy and succinct. You can just hand it to them. It's all the information that they'll need and then you can walk away. Um, but yeah, this is the time of year where you see like the, what are they called? The CEOs, like the Christmas and Easter onlys. We oh see, yeah, yeah. You see yeah, like yeah. Christmas Catholics coming back and it's good that you're making your yearly appearance in church. Um, but just trying to think about what would your life be like or what would their lives be like if you can think of people that you know um mm-hmm. if if and how would the world change really if they would return to that state of grace to fully participate in the liturgy and receive the eucharist mm-hmm. um, because as we know from from lumen gentium from the catechism that the the eucharist is the source and summit of the christian life yep. this is it so this uh, National Catholic Register guide has seven tips to help us fully participate and experience the Mass, and also gives a lot of good quotes from the saints if you need a little extra encouragement uh, about how the this is lived out in the lives of, of the saints in the Church. Um, and it all pulls from Church teaching, and these are, are serving to inspire us and edify us and help us help us to get there. So, And the guide to confession is just that. If, you, if you're maybe unfamiliar with confession or it's just been a really long time since you've been, this is a really good source. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it's very similar. I don't know what y'all, how y'all pre- pre- prepare for confession. But it's very similar to what I do. <clears throat> Excuse me. You, do you use the Ten Commandments? I or? go Ten Commandments, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. yeah. I go classic. Yeah, and, and that's actually a very good thing. And so some of the, the better 
uh, I, I guess the, the better examination of conscience are the ones that take the Ten Commandments, kind of break them down into those components that uh, that speak to the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, a good a good um, preparation for confession is one that actually makes you just a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know whenever I'm going through one of those uh, uh, preparations for confession, you know, examination of conscience, uh, and I want to skip over <laughs> some of the things that I'm reading, I go, oh, wait a minute. No, I can't, because that's exactly, that's right between the eyes, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And, and, and you might be able to skip over it with your eyeballs, but you can't skip over it with the Lord, because he knows, you know. Right. Yeah. So, so going through the Ten Commandments is a good way to do that. It is a good way. And, and just to have a little caveat here, it's not the only way. No, uh, it's a no. very traditional way of people examining their consciences using the just the natural law. That's what the Ten Commandments is. Mm-hmm. It's derivative of the natural law. Right. For example, but, like, I'm the Lord your God. Mm-hmm. You shall not have strange gods before me. Have I treated people, events, or things more important than God? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good example, right? Yeah. The first commandment, oftentimes I think a, a lot of those things that revolve around the first commandment that end up in the confessional, mm-hmm. trying to put things before God. Yeah. Uh, and number two, you shall not take the, the name of the Lord your God in vain. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really talking about your speech. How have your words either actively or passively put down God or the church mm-hmm. or the saints like Mary? Have you have you said something against Mary or used her name in, in a yeah. vain way? You notice way? One, of the, one of the things that, that uh, I'm finding more is it seems to me that um, uh, for want of a better word, kind of sacrilege is becoming a little bit more mainstream now. I've noticed it in my Facebook feed. Mm. Um, and, and I mean, you know, it's, it's a borderline thing. I know people fall on either side of the fence when it comes to like the, the hipster nativity scene. I don't know if oh, you've seen that, yes. awful. you know, and, 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 uh, at first you go, ha ha. But then you start thinking about everything that the nativity stands for. Mm-hmm. And right. then you see the way that some of those things are, are portrayed and you Mary go, holding a latte. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and Joseph being completely disinterested with uh, with with Christ, the Christ child, right. but taking a selfie of himself with the Christ child. You know, mm-hmm. and all these things. It seems like those sorts of things are becoming more and more mainstream. And I wonder if here on on the on the the, the second commandment, right? Uh, are there ways in which I kind of participate in that because I'm kind of floating along with the culture? Mm-hmm. You know, those are, yeah. yeah. Which is not to say that God, that God doesn't have a sense of humor. No, not at all. Because, Absolutely. I mean, we see that in the lives of the saints. We see that in Scripture themselves. God clearly has a sense of humor. Absolutely. But it's also, we have to use prudence in everything. That's right. It's the queen right. of the virtues. And, and a sense of humor, the sense of humor of the Lord always points to authentic joy. Mm-hmm. You know, Funny, haha, not funny, uh oh. Right. You know, right. right. Exactly. Good point. Good point. Yeah. yeah so, number three, uh, remember to keep the holy the Lord's day. So, this, mm-hmm. is, this is a good one for, yeah. for those who go to Mass maybe once or twice a year. Do I go to Mass every Sunday or yeah. on Saturday vigil? Remembering that that is one of the obligations that we have as Catholics. Right. Um, also, holy days of obligation; those are days then when we need to attend mass. And that uh, it's important to remind people that your holy obligation to um, to attend mass on Sundays and holy days of obligations it doesn't include receiving the Eucharist. Right. Um, so. If you are not in a state of grace, but you still need to go to Mass, you can go. You can participate, yeah. uh, in, in not as fully, obviously, as if you were receiving our Lord. But um, but that does fulfill your obligation. That's right. Now, uh, part of going through your uh, the examination of conscience is a preparation for confession, because yeah. we want to get back to that state right. of grace. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but also remembering that um, that the Lord wants us in in church. He wants mm-hmm. us at his holy mass. He wants us at the sacrifice at the altar. Right. Not only seek the Lord while he may be found, but seek him where he wishes to be found. Right. You know, he, he gives us a church. He established it 
in Jesus Christ for that reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so some other things that are kind of attached to this commandment, like do I avoid when possible work that impedes worship to God, mm-hmm. uh, joy for the Lord's day, proper relaxation of mind and body, especially on Sundays? Mm-hmm. Um, do I look for ways to spend time with family or in service on Sundays, um, yep. setting that day aside as holy? Yeah. Those are those are good things to look at too, which is not to say that going to a t-ball game or or checking your email on Sunday is sinful, but looking at how our what our disposition is on that that's day. Right. Being intentional about giving the day to the Lord. That's mm-hmm. another one of those things that kind of sneaks into our culture, you know. Mm-hmm. Before we know it, we we've gone to we've gone to the big box store because we feel like we've got to get these things done that we can't do any other day of the week. Well, mm-hmm. is that true? Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing if by necessity, but is it true? Yeah. You know. So number four, honor your father and mother. Uh, and this is this one is really good. Um, but I also think that there's some nuances, especially for like uh, adults. Um, mm-hmm. Like how do you honor your father and mother yeah. as an adult? Because it's not as simple as, well, they told me to do the dishes and I did the dishes. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's really about familial respect. So do I show my parents due respect? Um, do I seek to maintain good communication with my parents when it's possible? Mm-hmm. Um, do I criticize them for lacking skills I think they should have? Um, and really all of that centers around the family as this this fundamental nucleus of our of our Christian life. And really, right. I mean, in society in general, but fundamentally in our Christian life is the families at the center. Um, and so honoring your father and mother is all about maintaining that family unity. Mm-hmm. Um, so when right. you're looking at examining your conscience, that's what should be in, in, in our minds is, is how have I upheld and how have I not upheld that family unity, um, specifically with regard to my parents. Yep. Number five, you shall not kill. Uh, and obviously we're not... That's usually people say, well, I haven't killed anybody. Right. Well, good. That's a good starting place. Yeah. yeah. But... But there's other kinds of death. That's right. Um, and we can think about how have I harmed another person, either through physical, and that doesn't mean you've killed someone, but maybe you've done some kind of physical injury to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, verbal, you've said something to them or about them that's torn them down in a yeah. way. Gossip does this. Um, or some kind of emotional means. You've... you've uh, you've hurt someone's feelings in a way that maybe you didn't intend to, or you've you've caused them some kind of deep emotional damage, mm-hmm. um, or you've been manipulative or something like yeah. that. These are all ways that are damaging to the person, um, and that's why they fall under this category of you shall not kill. Yeah, I talk to my students about this all the time because being at an all-girls school, mm-hmm. you know, I'm constantly saying, y'all, we we know how to kill somebody mm-hmm. without without ever laying a hand on them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can kill their their as as women. I think sometimes we are. Um, our best friends and our own worst enemies mm-hmm. um, within within you know our group of friends because we can kill somebody's reputation just like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember um, a story that I read about Saint Philip Neri. He had a, a woman who was his spiritual directee, mm-hmm. um, and she came to him and and confessed to him about um, a. Uh, like a sin of gossip she had she'd gossiped about someone um and she was feeling guilty about it so she confessed it and he told her to um to go and take a a, one of those pillows with the feathers in it like a goose down pillow Mm -hmm. and to go into the town square and to let all the feathers go and then to come back and so she she did it she came back and uh and she said all right father i've done it can i receive my penance now um and he said no not until you go and collect all of the feathers yeah. Uh, and she said, but but that's impossible. I can't possibly get them all back. And he said, uh, and so is the work of gossip. And so is gossip. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Surely, surely. Yeah. So number yeah. six, you shall not commit adultery. Um, and again, this isn't just the strict um, you've had extramarital affairs or or something like that. Um, but have you respected the physical and sexual dignities of others and of yourselves? And right. that includes obviously maintaining the sanctity of marriage. Yeah. Um, and so um, that's why the church is is um, is, is upholding the, the sanctity of marriage and. and that's right, but also the sanctity of personal purity and chastity. Mm-hmm. Chastity is not just something for those in religious life. Chastity is something for everyone who is baptized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would dare say any any creature, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and any any uh, human being is called to be chaste. Right, it's part of our, our body, soul, integrity. That's exactly right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So number seven, you shall not steal. Uh, have you taken something, obviously in the, in the formal sense of stealing, or have you maybe wasted time at work? or resources that have been given to you or even belong to another person. Um, those are all kinds of, of theft. Mm-hmm. Um, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And again, gossip comes up here as well. Um, so have you have you told lies or gossiped or slandered somebody or just embellished stories at the expense of another person? Mm-hmm. Um, you shall not covet your neighbor's spouse. Um, and this is also with uh, Commandment 6 about no adultery, it talks about honoring your spouse with full affection and exclusive love. Um, so not looking outside your marriage for something that, um, that is found within it. Uh, and number 10, you shall not covet your neighbor's goods. Uh, have, am I content with the things that I have, my own means, um, my own needs, or do I compare myself to other people? unnecessarily. And I would even extend that to uh, something that I struggle with. It's like comparing states of life yeah, or yeah. Um, mm-hmm. not necessarily like material goods, like, oh, their phone's better than mine, but, oh, their family's better or, mm-hmm. oh, that relationship looks wonderful. You know, yeah. um, that's a temptation. The chasuble too. is always greener in the other parish, as sure. you say, <laughs> as you I yeah. say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing, you know, uh, to that, I think that's a real thing, especially in our Western culture. Mm-hmm is that we can easily fall into that mm-hmm. of comparing ourselves and immediately thinking ourselves to be worse or immediately think the other person to be worse because they're not me. They're not mm-hmm. where I am. You right. know? So, yeah. No. So, so, so you've done the examination of conscience and now get thee to the box, right? You, right. What happens in that scary, mysterious little room? Horrible thing. No. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful things. Wonderful things happen. Right. Um, so you've already examined your conscience. You go into the confessional. You go behind the screen or you sit in front of the priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the encounter begins. Yes. The, the encounter, not just with the priest, mm-hmm. but with God's love and his mm-hmm. mercy. That's right. Because you're sitting with the priest in persona Christi. So mm-hmm. Christ is there. That's right. Um, he's the one who is, is forgiving you. That's right. Um, so what happens first, the priest will bless you and he'll greet you and say, you know, hello. Uh, just kind of make you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then you'll make the sign of the cross, usually with the priest. Mm-hmm. And you say some variation of, but usually, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been this X amount of time uh, since my last confession. And be not afraid to say how long it's been. Mm-hmm. If you want, you can you can give a, a number, right? It's been three years since my last confession. It's been two months since my last confession. Or it's been a really long time. Right. We as priests, I love to hear been a really long time because mm-hmm. that means that something has happened in your heart that has brought you back mm-hmm. so yeah, don't be afraid don't it's be afraid. always grace that gets you into the confession mm-hmm. that's right um so you'll just confess your sins um uh most importantly any mortal sins because mm-hmm. you it, you have an obligation to confess those in confession but right. also uh any venial sins that you struggle with because yeah. um it's important i think when you're when you're in confession to, to get those out on the table as well and, and sure. admit that there's a problem there because usually those are the ones that we struggle with the mm-hmm. most. And oftentimes those are connected to the big pieces mm-hmm. too. You know, those are connected to the mortal sins. And so if you're, 
if you're uh, vulnerable enough to con confess uh, even the venial sin that you, you kind of think is, ah, well, it's going to be forgiven in the penitential rite at Mass, but still it might be a linchpin for mm -hmm. some of the other stuff too. Right, yeah. some kind of habitual sin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then after you've finished, the priest will he'll assign you a penance um, yep. and usually will give some kind of good word of advice or encouragement, mm -hmm. um, and then you'll make your act of contrition. Um, and there's there's a traditional formula like God, I'm uh, hardly sorry for having offended yeah. thee. We all know this yeah. one. Um, and and if you are thinking back to like the fourth grade when you had to memorize it and you don't remember it anymore, be not afraid. They don't usually let that have keep it. You. They yeah. usually have it posted somewhere That's behind right. the yeah. screen or or, or you can just ask. Say, Father, yeah. I, I don't remember my act of contrition, mm -hmm. and and he will be glad to help. I'm always happy to to help. Mm -hmm. um, or if you really you know, Lord Jesus have mercy on me, a sinner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If all else fails, you can always fall on the, the Bartimaeus prayer. There you go. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, a sinner, right? right. All yep. of these things, they work. They do. Uh, and then, by the mercy of God, acting in the person of Christ, the priest will absolve you of your sins. That's right. Um, I can't do it, but the Holy Spirit sure can. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then... The last piece of the puzzle is you do your penance, yep. and then you leave your ch leave the church, and as we say, you go in peace. That's uh, right. That peace of forgiveness, knowing that like the slate has been wiped clean, mm -hmm. uh, and you're free. You're free of your sins. So, and if you're lucky, it's uh, it's before mass. That's so, right. So yeah. So uh, maybe we can kind of quickly go through through yes. this way to to get the most out of mass because we know that the Eucharist is the source and summit of of our Christian life together because we are. We are climbing the mountain of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Zion becomes present at the altar. That's right. You know, the place where Christ dwells, the place where God dwells, the Holy of Holies, is there at the altar. That's right. So now that we've been all clean mm -hmm. in confession, when you get to Mass, arrive on time or be early. Um, That's a very good what? thing. Yeah. 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 Please. And and if it's been a while, you know, uh, try to be early. Get there a yeah. half hour and drink in mm -hmm. everything that's going yeah. on. I promise you it'll lead you to prayer. Right. Yeah. And even if you're not sure what to do, you can look around yep. at the stained glass. You can read the readings for the day. Yep. Uh, you can pray and just have have silent meditation. Mm -hmm. Lots of things that you can do to, yep. to prepare your heart for the Mass. Number two, you can prepare for communion, um, and that means being in a state of grace so that you're not conscious of conscious of having committed a serious sin. And if you've been to confession beforehand, mm -hmm. then we've already covered yeah. this. Yeah, and if it's been a long time since you've been to a Sunday Mass, uh, well, we know it's our obligation to go every weekend, so try and uh, find the confession time there whenever mm -hmm. you go to visit your family and it's been a while. Find, try to find the confession time. And you don't have to tell your parents, you don't have to tell your family you're doing it. Mm -hmm. You can Google this on your own mm -hmm. or call the parish on your own. And so there is a very, very private journey going on. But then to be able to go with your parents, it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Beautiful thing. Be not afraid. Yeah. And uh, part of your preparation, too, is, is fasting for an hour before communion mm -hmm. um, to fast the body for what the body and the soul, because yep. we are body-soul composites, what, what all of you is about to do in the Jeff, mass. that's hylomorphism, by the way. I have never heard that before. <laughs> body, body, soul. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you the go. Body, soul, composite. Look it up. Um, <laughs> Boom. So our next tip, just to know what's happening. Yeah. Uh, follow along with the missalette. They're they're usually in the pew. Um, if you have a missal that you brought with you, or some other kind of mass aid, like the Magnificat, mm -hmm. is a really good one. Usually, most uh, either the songbooks or the the missalette in the church will will have the order of the mass. And if it's been a while, it's a good thing to follow along with. Mm -hmm. Also, if it's been a a, a long while, like since 2010, the responses have been updated, so you're going to need to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, I've noticed that a lot of those missalettes too have uh, good 
before and after mass prayers. They do. Too, That's right. Thanksgiving, um, after Holy Communion, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even if you're not sure what to be praying when you get to mass early, that's a good resource to look at. Yep. Um, so our next tip, bow your head um, or give a deep bow as a sign of reverence before receiving communion mm-hmm. um, to, to know before whom you stand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he is the living bread come down from heaven. He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He is the fulfillment of the manna. Why wouldn't we make a deep bow? Right. You know, he is the Lord. That's right. Um, quick tip number five, mm-hmm. to pray the Anima Christi after receiving communion. Um, the Anima Christi in Latin is, is soul of Christ, and it's just the first couple words of the prayer. And it's be, it, it's, it's in a Thomas lot of the Missalettes, actually. Oh, yeah. It's usually in, in the Missalettes because it's the it's the main uh, after communion prayer. Um, and I think it's I think Aquinas. it's attributed to Thomas Aquinas. Yeah, if, if so heavy hitter serves. there. Um, and it's just soul of Christ, sanctify me, body of Christ, save me, blood of Christ, inebriate me. It's a beautiful prayer. Um, mm-hmm. and especially if you're, if you're wanting to contemplate what's, what's happening when you receive the Eucharist, this is it. That's right. Uh, so number six, dress up for God. Yep. Dress nicely, mm-hmm. yep. but also dress modestly. Yep. Remembering that, uh, that you are in a community. So it's mm-hmm. not just you and God, it's you and the, and the body of Christ, the bride right. of Christ. That's right. So guys, no low cut V-necks. That's yes. not a good idea. No. Yes. And, and, it's not a good idea anyway, but no, no. Mass especially. Yeah, so just look, you know, look That's nice. Right. That's right. Uh, and then finally, go to Mass with family or friends. Because like we said a minute ago, Mass is a community thing. It's That's not, right. you don't, no one is saved alone. Um, and we need each other. And so especially if you go with your family or your friends, you're, you're participating in that community in, in, a, in a way that's a little more obvious to us than mm-hmm. when we're just sitting by ourselves in the pew. And, and this can actually bring about a, a beautiful change in your life. If you're at a place now where we're on the cusp of 2017, you're like, I really want next year to be different. Consider coming back to church, mm-hmm. coming back to the Lord. Uh, that is a way to mm-hmm. begin on the right foot, to begin anew. Well, start now because we're already in the liturgical new year. Mm-hmm. We so are. Don't That's wait. Right. It's, yeah. it's a proven thing that yeah. people fail a lot when it comes Within to the first new 21 years. days mm-hmm. of the new yeah, year. Yeah, when it comes yeah. to new year's resolutions, we're already in the new year. Take advantage of this time now in our That's church, right. this season of, of Advent. It's a beautiful time to to be welcome, to be um, to come back. Mm, Kathleen yeah. with the theological rebound there. Yeah, Nicely beautiful. done. Well, you know, one of the other things that uh, it's time for is the part of the show that we like to call. The CU Pick of the Week. And for our Pick of the Week, uh, let's let's go back on over to um, to Kathleen for the, the Pick of the Week rebound there. Yes, we are. Um, <laughs> this is still Pick of the Week, f- five weeks of giving, four mm-hmm. weeks of giving, mm-hmm. whatever. How many weeks? We're giving things. I'm not giving anything, but you are. Yeah, right, right. Um, and if you're looking to find meaningful gifts, yep. um, you know, a lot of times I, you know, we're talking about gifts earlier in the show. I, sometimes I just can't buy from Walmart, I just or yeah. like or like I the need big box, I, big yeah. box. Yeah, I need something that's that's meaningful. And so, um, I just want to give a shout out uh, to one a really good friend of mine. Her name is Natalie Haydell, um, and she's a beautiful, beautiful artist. And I think that um, you know we've talked about on the show the. Um, the need for good Catholic art. Mm-hmm. Um, and Natalie does a lot of stuff. Uh, her She's on Facebook, uh, Colors by Natalie. And it's showing right now um, the, the um, um, Immaculate Heart. Um, but she has beautiful, uh, she has an Our Lady of Guadalupe. I mean, just beautiful, beautiful Catholic art. She does a lot of abstract art for, for the secular world. Um, it's beautiful and you can get that as well. But um, I really encourage you to look at her um, her Catholic art. She has um, 
mm-hmm. you know, Mary and Jesus and uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe and uh, the the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart. I mean, just really good, unique stuff. Yeah. Um, so Colors by Natalie. You can find her on Facebook. You can email her. So she, it looks like she's Facebook.com slash Colors by Natalie. Yeah. Her name is Natalie Haydell. Um, she's out of home with Thibodeau, Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she's just, if, if you're looking for good art, this is somebody that, she she's young, um, and she's devoted her life to, to, to well, I would say sacred art in this Making in this beautiful way. things. Yeah. And so, um, so cool. definitely... Definitely check that out. If you're, an art is a is a good thing to give. I think a unique thing to give. Yeah, um, I love giving pieces of art to people. So that's right. Colors so. by Natalie. There Woo-hoo. you go, Olivia. Like your it. pick of the week. My pick of the week. So last week I talked about something too that you can read to kind of get in get into the mood for Advent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I rediscovered this book this morning it's that I uh, read before. It's called Meditations Before Mass by Romano Guardini. Yes. Um, and he's actually, if you're interested in kind of like the history of this, he was at Vatican II, and he's also a big influence on Cardinal Ratzinger, yeah. now Pope Emeritus Benedict. So, yeah. I mean, if you, if you know Benedict, you know. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, and, and, and his yeah. the thing about I like about Romano Guardini is his his poetry mm-hmm. is 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 so cutting, right? He's able to kind of scalpel into the mystery a little bit and dig around in there. Can I say that? I mean, it's kind yeah. of yeah, but that's no, exactly because that's what he exactly does. what yeah. he's doing. I mean, uh, he divides this book into it, it, obviously it's about the mass, but he he talks about different aspects of the mass we wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily think of, like the first three chapters. And I say chapters; they're about five pages each. Um, the first three chapters are about stillness and silence. Yes. Um, and how that's such a big part of the mass before you even get to the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I think about because I read this book. Now I think about all the time before I'm going to mass. Like, am I being still? Am I being quiet? Um, yep. Anyway, so this is just a really good book. It's really like Father Chris said, it's like reading poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're looking for something to get a little more out of the mass, as we say, this is a great resource. And yep. it's not expensive. I forget how much it was when I bought it, but it's really, it's a good price and it looks pretty on the shelf. It does. It is pretty book. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Our big week to to Jeff, I believe. Uh, you're you're next. You got one. Yeah, I do. Uh, All right. And it's a it's something that I I really I, I, I played with for a while because I want to make sure I really like it, and I do. The Logitech iPad Bluetooth keyboard. Oh. Now uh, this and I have a, an older model um, iPad, mm-hmm. um, which and it's on purpose. But uh, I, I purchased this keyboard about two months ago. I saw a relative of mine that had it, and it pairs real easily with Bluetooth. It, uh, it really doesn't attach to the iPad. There's a little slot that you can rest the iPad in on a horizontal uh, basis. And uh, you have your keyboard, and you just type away. It's a small little keyboard. Uh, and what's kind of cool about it, it's got a magnetic strip around uh, along one edge that hinges. So you just kind of snap it to the iPad, and it acts as a cover. So um, well, it's that. really neat. I really enjoy it, uh, and it's it's great. Now, I don't, now, I've seen people carry it around, but I wouldn't trust it because it just sits in there it rests in there mm-hmm. nothing to really hold it in place so for tabletop use yeah uh, it's, it's great and it's about 50 bucks uh, from amazon so that's that's not a terribly expensive uh, uh christmas no, it's gift a nice little addition yeah. and it makes type my big old fingers you know that mm-hmm. uh, the seeking you shall find method of typing no <laughs> uh, with the keyboard i can you know it's Very a lot cool. easier yeah all right my pick of the week, uh, I was going to try to bring it up on our, on our screen for those of you watching, is something that I stumbled across today, as a matter of fact, deepergospel.com. 
uh, our good friend Jeff Miller, who's a friend of the Catholic Underground, and uh, he always offers us really uh, good comments and things like that. And uh, and he quoted something from Deeper Gospel. So it helps you to prepare for the Mass and understand for the Gospel. It sends stuff once a week to your email box with insights on the Sunday Gospel. And so you can put your first name in, your email address, and then click subscribe, and it will send you these updates. And of course, um, uh, I'm always, always excited to get insights into the mm-hmm. gospel. And so this particular insight this week uh, was, was talking about John the Baptist and how John the Baptist uh, wore camel's hair. And you'd kind of gloss over that, except for the fact that it's, it's, uh, it's presented in Isaiah that the one who would come to announce the Messiah would be clothed in camel's hair, right? Mm-hmm. But the camel is an interesting um, individual animal because it is, it is both clean and unclean. It's got hooves, you know, mm-hmm. like an unclean animal would, but, but it also is a clean animal too. And so the camel and John the Baptist wearing of the, the camel hair is a bridge between the Gentiles and the Jews who would all come together in the Messiah's desire to save everybody. Wow. So like, That's pretty neat. <laughs> and now you know why there's one in the manger scene. Yeah. So yeah, I was I was quite excited by that. But that's, uh, that's awesome. my pick of the week. You can always let us know what your picks of the week are by going to backchat at catholicunderground.com in your Gmail. You can just let us know. Or if you want to, you can go to uh, our website, catholicunderground.com, and let us know in uh, in the, the comments there or in our Facebook page, catholicunderground.com slash Facebook, and let us know that way. That's another way to do that. So it's so amazing. We still get, get likes on Facebook. It's a wonderful thing. We, wonderful we do terrific. get likes on Facebook, Lovely. even when our video is a little choppy uh, on Facebook, because yeah. Facebook Live, she is a fickle beast. <laughs> and so uh, yeah. so if you've been watching us on Facebook Live, uh, we thank you for your patience. Uh, like, but, don't you get know, him started. Don't get me started. But <laughs> I, I figure we need we did need to bring it up. We, we're a family here. we got to talk about these things. So, oh, right. so now that we're working on that, too, for you yes. as well. Jeff, we always give thanks for those who are benefactors, both financial but also spiritual. Indeed we do, Father. This week, Catholic Underground is possible because of people like you. Join the growing number of undergrounders at catholicunderground.com slash donate. Also, portions of the Catholic Underground are brought to you by audibletrial.com slash catholicunderground. That's audibletrial.com slash catholicunderground. And also by Mystic Monk Coffee. More information at catholicunderground.tv. That's right. With Mystic Monk, uh, you help us out whenever you get coffee. Just to mm, head over yeah. to the website and find out more. catholicunderground.tv. If you want the show notes, you know where to go. catholicunderground.com is the place to go. Our panelists have been Kathleen Lee. She's the Faith Ninja and the Hope Samurai at Kathleen <laughs> YABR. Also, Olivia Galino. She's at OM Galino on Twitter. Our technical director is Jeff Blackwell. He's at jeffblackwell.us. At, at Jeff Blackwell us on Twitter. Our research assistant and the leader of the crew in the lab is Jim Hayes. Our video director is Ed Ball. And uh, he's actually been running the graphics too. You know me. I am Father Chris Decker. You can follow me on Twitter at Digital Catholic. We hope that we've helped you cut through the noise and find that still small voice, especially in the midst of this Advent season, because there's still time to prepare. Lo, how a rose air blooming from tender stem hath sprung. We are the Catholic Underground, we're Faith Gone Digital, and we will see you next time.